2: Good morning everybody! And welcome back to Jason and Alexis in the morning on my Talk 107-1, One, everything entertainment, everything RuPaul's drag race.
0: Calm down, Beyoncé.
2: I'm Jason Matheson along with Don McLean and uh, Rob filling in today. It's 7 05 on this Tuesday, November 19th, 2019. Raise your glass, everybody. Take a sip of your refreshing morning beverage, and let's start the show. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Woo-hoo! Cheers. Hello, Mrs. Dotfire. That's right. Houston, we have a problem. Hopefully not yet. Mm mm. That's good. I needed a little bit more this morning. Aww. Oh feeling a little stuffy but i feel good but i'm a little stuffy it's this stupid cold i mean i feel better like the cough is finally leaving but thank god thank oh gosh you do not need
1: that right now no what? i
2: don't have time for bronchitis or i don't have time for that no i do yeah i do not i do not so um i wanted to uh i told the six o'clock friends i'll tell the seven o'clock friends i I uh, heard from Alexis yesterday, and uh, she wanted me to pass along that she and the baby are doing um, are doing very well. So much love to Alexa Lulu 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 and uh, Angel, and the baby. So uh, thanks uh, for your messages and your continued uh, love. But she is doing very well and enjoying um, enjoying uh, the time off. So it was good to hear from her. We uh, um, I got a nice little text message from her. I said, "Girl." I said um, I texted you yesterday, and that's going to be it. I said I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I think said that's I'm the not. Best
1: gift you can give her. <laughs> I just I said
2: I said I and, and please don't think that if I don't text you, it's not that I don't love you. I said you you let me know when you want me to come over. I said I I don't want you. I want you to enjoy this happens and it's going to go very quickly. I said so. I want you to enjoy this time. I don't want you to worry about feeling the need to respond to a text message or an instant like Dawn said, on Instagram. You enjoy this time, and when you're ready, um, if you want me to come over with a basket of uh, crumpets or whatever, I'll come over. You just let me know. So um, so with that, I said I love you, and uh, don't you worry about anything. Uh, we'll keep the lights on for you. Don't worry so,
1: about it. Right.
2: Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't, don't you worry about it. So... Uh, do you see? When do you see Iris? Do you see Iris tonight, or I, you see?
1: I see her tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Oh, Iris. You know, I, people that are elderly. If you don't know what we're talking about, and you yeah. listen normally to the show, I um, show I volunteer for Little Brothers Friends of the Elderly. Uh, they're always having orientations. You can look look them up with the chapter here in Minneapolis. It's basically like Big Brothers Big Sisters, except it's for the elderly. So yeah. you make a friend with an elderly person, and you visit them once a week. Uh, Iris is really funny. She is 90 years old, and she um, she has a cute German accent because she's German. She moved here, uh, met her husband in Germany. Uh, she made it through World War II, for God's sake, as I mean, a child. Seriously? I mean, yeah. the stories that she has is just unbelievable. She's the strongest person I've ever met. So I benefit from the relationship as well. She, yeah. I mean, it's just you guys just I mean, next time you feel like complaining about something, think about somebody that's lived through World War II, And these Seriously. people are the toughest people. And we're so lucky to have some of them still around. Um, so I go visit her tomorrow and um, she's just a hoot. She's always saying something that's just hilarious. Some of it is not safe for radio, um, but she loves watching the Hallmark Channel. Um,
2: well who doesn't
1: but she does admit that some of them are repetitive like last time i was over there she had
2: uh, the it's hallmark Iris. channel
1: on and she's like you know i can tell you what the plot is he's gonna move to this town there's gonna be a that's the man she's gonna meet and yep. then something bad's gonna happen and then they're gonna get together that's the plot i'm like you're right and it's yep. during christmas time there you go i
2: I don't know, maybe this is something that you need to to ponder, but you mentioned how wise she is. Is there a lesson uh, from her or a story or something that you have gotten f- from her? Is there kind of a something mm. that she changed your attitude about just in your your dealings, your visitations? Mm-hmm. The-
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say just in general, knowing that you can make it through anything. Mm. Um, You know, Mm. she was taken, you know, during, I've never also, I've never known or even thought about the German perspective. You know, we're always thinking about, of course, obviously the other side, but there were lots and lots of German people who did not agree with what was going on. And they weren't aristocrats. They were forced into basically slave labor to work for the Nazis. This is a heavy topic, sorry. No, but, you know, I she know, was, but
2: see, I asked for a reason. I yeah. mean, she's
1: a teen, from age 11 to 15, she was taken away from her family and made to go work on a farm with another family that was, you know, making and raising animals and food for, for the Nazis. She didn't see her family, and yeah. she was scared, and at times she was like starving, and lived in a barn and just you know just you know she had a little room but then sometimes it was just awful and just the things she went through make me go i can make i can do it i can make it through anything any hardship i have is nothing we have no idea you know what what it was like she once the war was over she had to reunite with her family and they walked 200 miles together to get back home. And there were so many German people that were displaced and didn't, you know, they're pushing each other out of the way and, and trying to get on train cars that are, you know, oh, it was, it's just, it re, the amount of stories I have, you. it's just, it are, re, you just yeah. can't believe it, that somebody made it through this. And, you know, nothing against anyone else, but I just didn't ever think about that perspective. Yeah. So, anyway. And,
2: and it re-centers you. It re, it, it, when, when you, sometimes I'm sure when you want to complain about, Oh, you know, the, the traffic's the, bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you probably sometimes think of Iris going, okay, well, maybe, you know, oh. things could be a lot worse. Or
1: that I don't know, I can't decide what to eat. Yeah. Oh, please. At least we have something to eat, <laughs> for exactly. heaven's sake. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So how do people sign up for Friends of the Elderly if they want to? They have a website, right?
1: Yeah, Little Brothers. Um, you can follow them on my uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find them at Little Brothers Minnesota. That's how you find them. Uh, little, just type that in. Little brothers, friends of the elderly, MN. Type that in, and you know they don't. Uh, what I do is the the program I do is the most commitment time wise, but they have other things like, for Different instance, tiers. yes, like you can just around the holidays go around and and. Um, For them, deliver pies and gifts to people, and it doesn't even have to be on Christmas. It can be the week of, you know, so you can pop in. Or they have um, a Friendship and Flowers program where you just give flowers to, you go around and deliver those for a day, Uh, or cookies. You can just bake cookies. There's just so many ways to volunteer. LittleBrothersMN.org.
2: Perfect. Yeah. Coming up on 7-13, when we come back, an unfortunate moment on live television. Plus, the surprising st- st- statistic, talking about me being stuffy, the amount of people, maybe some of you listening, <laughs> that actually freaking enjoy being sick. <laughs> Wait till you hear this number. Ew. That, when we return. What happened last night? It's time for Late Night Funnies. Funny stuff. Here's Jason. On Sunday, the Pope hosted 1,500 homeless people the Vatican for lunch. To get those numbers up next Sunday, he invited Kanye West.
0: <laughs> Some entertainment news it was just announced that the next Real Housewives franchise is coming to Salt Lake City. And this is cool. Since the show is in Utah, all the housewives will be married to the same guy. Oh.
2: Oh my god. A newspaper in England <laughs> issued an apology last week after they published an obituary for a man who is still alive. Plus, the obituary was titled, Good Riddance. <laughs> a
0: dad was arrested after his five-year-old brought cocaine to school. Uh, the teacher freaked out and said, do you have enough for the whole class? <laughs> well, I saw that Marie Kondo launched an online store today where you can buy candles, books, and kitchen products. Yeah, here's how it works. First, you buy the items from Marie, and then six months later, she shows up at your house and makes you throw them out.
2: (laughs) Uh, Exactly. Oh, God. I Uh do find that business move a little surprising.
1: Unless it's like, I got to look it up, because it's probably like organizing units and... Oh, Marie Kondo.
2: I'm excited. yeah, but again, Jimmy's right. <laughs> That's this hilarious. is the woman. This is the woman telling you to get rid of crap, and now she wants you to buy her crap. Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what she's selling. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know either. Money. I'll look it up though. Um. So unexpected moments can happen on live radio. Um, um, hashtag C uh, Alexis, yeah. uh, and you know, you know, unexpected things can happen on live television. I've seen reporters uh, get kissed on the cheek by drunk football fans. I've seen uh, people accidentally cussing. I mean, I've seen it. all. I've seen mascots fall. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've never seen, or I should say, I've never heard something quite like this. This is trending around the country right now. And it came from MSNBC's Hardball with Chris Matthews. And... Chris was interviewing a uh, congressman who is uh, there talking about the in, uh, the impeachment inquiry. And I, I don't even think I'm going to tell you what happens. I think I'm just going to let you. Don't you think, Don? Because, you yeah. know, I think <laughs> I'm just you don't let even you, need to say. No, no, no. I'm going to let you hear this, my talkers, if you don't know what this is and let it just reveal itself by itself and all its natural beauty take a listen who were on the phone listening to the president
0: talk about this swap of dirt for u.s military aid chris so far the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the ukrainians to help him cheat an election and the complaint that i've oh (laughs) that's too bad chris so far the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election.
2: <laughs> it was totally him. I don't care what he says because he stopped. Um he paused. Oh, my goodness. Cheat Brr. an election. Uh so Hardball <laughs> Hardball is saying the official Hardball Twitter account tweeted this. Oh my god. Sorry to disappoint the conspiracy theorists. It was the hardball mug scraping across the desk. Get yours today and let's get back to the news.
1: Oh, my Lord. Let me hear it again.
0: It's uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that.
2: okay, now, wait a minute. Uh, Now, he pauses. Yeah. Perfectly after the
0: tootage is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the ukrainians to help him cheat an election and oh. the compl-
2: <laughs> that was a, i i don't know that's a coffee mug with a built-in whoopee cushion oh at the, at my
1: gosh that's a coffee mug i guess it right. could be let's hear it, it again it could
2: be okay let's hear it one more time <laughs> here we go let's it's
0: blank that i've military aid chris so far the evidence is uncontradicted that the president used taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. And the complaint that I...
1: Okay. I guess it could be... I
2: guess, but he takes the perfect pause between a word, fart, word...
1: Now, is he seen on camera moving the mug? Let's be really CSI no. about this. And no? the
0: complaint that I've heard in election, Ukrainians to help him cheat an election, Ukrainians to help him cheat an election, Ukrainians okay. to help him cheat an election. Okay. <laughs> no,
2: see, it's not a it's unfortunately not a two box with Chris Matthews and yeah, and the congressman. It's just the congressman in a full shot. Yeah. So we do not see Chris sliding the mug around.
1: Okay, so it's Chris sliding his mug around.
2: I guess I don't know, but let's get back
1: to the news. Well, you know uh, what? The news is depressing.
2: Yeah. This this is what we need. Exactly, (laughs) because we're twelve. Yes. Well, I've been fighting. uh, You know, luckily the cough has gotten better, but I've gotten the seasonal crap, the crud, like a lot of you. Every time when I went to the pharmacy like two weeks ago, the woman behind the counter was like, "Oh." you have it too don there's a study though and I, cuz I don't enjoy this I don't this isn't great for the jobs that I do I don't enjoy being sick
1: no
2: You read something where there's a lot of Yahoos who actually love this crap.
1: Yes, yeah, so our every, everyday lives, it can be a bit hectic and stressful, mm-hmm. especially around the holidays. Forty um, percent of those polled say that being sick allows them time to focus on themselves and permission to slow down. Twenty-nine percent of people actually welcome being sick. They like it <laughs> because they can get out of their day-to-day routines. Um, 30%, 40% they acknowledge that it allows them to slow down a little bit, but 30% actually like it. They're like, Oh, goody, (laughs) I get to be sick. Oh, I hate it so much.
2: I don't like it at all. I mean, I
1: hate it. Maybe it's because we don't have the luxury of calling in sick unless it's planned. Like, I know that if I was sick at 3 a.m. tomorrow, I'm not going to call anyone. I'm going to have to make it in, and I'm going to probably throw open the trash can. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just not an option because of our our jobs are weird, you know? Yeah.
2: And I've only... It's funny. I've only done the overnight call-in once, and that's when I was in the ER yeah. in January. um, And I freaked out because I, we can't. Sure, I what mean, are you doing? Sh- yeah. The open... The show will start whether we're here or not. So I'm like, okay. But I, I, I guess I can kind of understand if you if your life is so hectic that the only opportunity you have to chill is when you're sick. Oh, okay. I guess I understand that. Yeah, but it's not fun, sad. people.
1: I I'm so paranoid about getting sick that now I'm taking daily an allergy pill, you know? Oh, are you? Zyrtec. Yeah, I take it every day. And it's helped me. I haven't knock on formica gotten sick yet this year. And I usually get fall allergies. So I'm just taking one every day and just hold off because I'm uh, allergic to cedar trees so this is oh, the time <laughs> yeah this is a oh, great yeah. mountain cedar specifically so um yeah uh, but you know i don't enjoy it it's horrible it's not it's like you're awful. having fun or no. you know i mean i just don't like because if you're sick even one day the work that piles up it's just too much you know
2: i don't yeah i don't enjoy it i don't enjoy it at all you feel like mm. a zombie yes it's interesting that you're taking Zyrtec. I'm taking Flonase every day.
1: Yeah. To either try one.
2: To, the woman from uh, the, one of our listeners works at Mayo, mm-hmm. and she said the only thing that truly helps a cough, the, the cough suppression crap doesn't work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: She said do a combination of Flonase and ibuprofen and yeah. alter that with Tylenol. I don't like Tylenol, though. I can't. I don't like it. But yeah. No, so and it's helped. It's, it, I think it got rid of it a little quicker, so doing it every day. Yeah. 727, everybody. We are going to take a break when we come back. Good news for Kelly Clarkson when we return.
1: My beautiful, beautiful right Welcome now. back. Beautiful,
2: Jason beautiful and Alexis I in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Everything Rocking Chairs. I'm Jace with Dawn and Rob helping us out. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to follow us on Yield Social Media. Lex in the Cities, Dawn of Dark, and uh, Jason Matheson. We appreciate very much. Uh, grab a Coca-Cola or a coffee. It's time for uh, some big stories of the day. Now the big deal. It's time for... It's colossal. It's stupendous.
0: It's massive. It's so big you wouldn't even believe it. This is huge news. What's so big about
2: it? Big about it? Big about it. Well, everything. I was reading an article. I'm pulling it up here. In the New York Times and the the headline immediately caught me and it was talking about how we're living through um, a pretty monumental time in entertainment and I thought well that of course interests me for a variety of reasons Mm, yeah (laughs) especially considering the job that we do yes Um, both two jobs of mine Um, I was like okay well I I better read this uh, this puppy and it was fascinating. It talks about how we are right now. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. But one thing we can kind of be like, oh, that's interesting, is we're, we are, according to, this, according to this article, and I would agree, we are living through, right now, a huge moment in entertainment. And I would wholeheartedly agree with that. And what the article is basically saying is, there's been some tentpole moments in entertainment. And, uh, for instance, the transition from silent movies to talkies. Yeah. Um, Another one would be the switch to uh, color from black and white. And they are saying that we are now living in the era of streaming. And this is a huge, huge shift in entertainment. And I would wholeheartedly agree. They said we're living in an era that's going to change how Hollywood creates and distributes entertainment. The, the byline, not the byline, but the sub-headline is once a, once a generation, Hollywood experiences a seismic shift. It is happening again Everything is about to change. And they said, um, well, listen to this. Uh, streaming services, of course, have been challenging the Hollywood status quo for years. Netflix began streaming movies and television in 2007.
1: I know. I can't believe it was that long ago.
2: Yeah. Um, spending $12 billion on programming this year to entertain 166 million subscribers. There are 271 online video services. Excuse me? I know. <laughs> There were so many little things in this article that I was like, oh, this is 200 Dawn and 71 online video services available in our country. Okay. One for, te- and they oh, go down some of yeah. some of the more. There's one for telenovelas. There's one for aviation documentaries. There's one for horror movies. There's even one for horse people. <laughs> yes. Horse lifestyle <laughs> offers a series called Marvin: yeah. The Tap Dancing Horse. Oh, great. Which by the way, I gotta watch that damn show. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. but uh, but it really is, it's changing everything. and they gave some stats that I think should give the cable companies a little bit of pause. Um, the annual pace subs- of subscriber decline hit 5.4 percent in the second quarter of this year.
1: Oh, sure. I'm surprised it isn't higher.
2: Yeah. So what they're saying is, uh, on, in a business way, on, in a business sense, yeah. One of the things that's going to change for the big companies for the for the content providers is they're not going to be able to ask for millions of dollars for cable companies for for their content. Oh, boy. Because the cable companies aren't going to be able to do it. They're not going to be able to pay these huge carriage fees anymore. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't know what's going to happen. The only reason why, like, I use my sister's password (laughs) for her cable subscription, and the reason why I do is because I want to be able to get on Bravo their app and Lifetime and, you know, I don't know, whatever else she has, HBO, Showtime. It's all contained within that with their password. Um And I don't know, like since now they are all splintering off into... Little avenues. I don't know what reason I would need to have that unless I want to watch The Walking Dead and, and log on to AMC, you know? Yeah. Uh, HBO got smart and did that a while ago where yes. they have like, you do not have to have a cable subscription at all. You can just do HBO Go. And that's yes. just a separate app that separate the, yep, yeah, you, you don't can need watch any. all their content and just be yep. an online person. So that was good. I did that in grad school because there were a lot of shows that I watched for screenwriting on HBO just to you know learn script writing and, and that we studied. Um, so that was always good. But then, you know, these other smaller network or not smaller, but different networks, not the premium channels. What are they going to do?
2: Well, not only that. Uh, but deep in this article, and if you just uh, if you just tuned into us, we're talking about a New York Times article talking about how uh, we are all right now living in a seismic shift in entertainment. How everything is going to change in the next uh, three, two, three years.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they're talking also about talent. Yeah. They said some of the biggest changes involve talent, and what they mean by that is Netflix, Amazon, Apple. They are poaching writers, producers, creators from TV networks and giving them huge salary packages mm. to, to woo them to streaming. So there's I mean, there's only so many creatives right now in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and and they're not, you know, back in the day, they would shop their wares at NBC, ABC, CBS and Fox. Yeah. Now. You know, like Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes left ABC to go to Netflix. Ryan Murphy left FX to go to Netflix. David Letterman. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler doesn't even put movies out in theaters anymore. Oh, he has such a huge deal with them. He has such a huge deal. And laugh at his movies, if you will. I mean, uh, uh, brush them off. But they're some of Netflix's most watched content.
1: Yeah absolutely
2: yeah uh, and and for these creatives there's something there's something to be said i mean like letterman said the, the 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 grind of a daily network show he didn't want to do anymore this where netflix basically leaves him alone and he can do you know seven shows a year hell yeah oh. and basically do the type of show that that he wants you know, if you're creative, all of the things I just listed is pretty darn appealing. Mm-hmm,
1: definitely. I don't know so, where they're getting their money. Well, I just totaled it up. I don't know if I'm right about this, but um, Netflix spends $12 billion on programming. And they have 166 million subscribers. Yeah. If you take just an average of $10 a month, 120 a year, times $166 million, you're going to get 19 billion, 920 million. <laughs> so they're still profiting that much. Yo. But look at what they're investing, and it gives the artists, like you said, that are being poached, such like the freedom that they have. Oh, because yes. they're not constricted by uh, networks trying no. to control and and being in their business so much. But, they they have so much freedom. They love it.
2: Well, and as, as far as costs, I found this interesting. Like, they gave this one example. Let's say, y'all listening, my talkers, you go to the movie once a month and you get a, a tub of popcorn. Yeah. In this New York Times article, it, read, it wrote, uh, the writer said, Disney Plus arrived on Tuesday and costs less than $7 a month. It costs less than a single tub of popcorn at big city movie theaters.
1: Oh, my gosh. What a great point.
2: Yeah. I mean...
1: Ugh. You know, for instance, this is a good example. The Irishman, which I've been really wanting to see. It's the Scorsese yeah. film with, uh, you know, Joe Pesci. Uh, you've got Al Pacino. I mean, all the greats in there at the, in one movie. And my favorite comedian right now, Sebastian Maniscalco, is in it. And I've been waiting for this. It's going to be an epic movie. They're going to release it in theaters. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on Netflix. Yeah. Even though I can go to the screening for free.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) So I I don't, I'm like, I'd rather because it's three hours and I'm just thinking I'd rather sit in my own home and not be potentially annoyed by other people in the theater, which is really a big thing for me. People don't act right and they're on their cell phones and they're talking and it drives me nuts. Or they're chewing popcorn with their mouth open like they were raised in a barn. I just can't stand that. So, oh, don't no. do it, Jason. I can't. I <laughs> no, well, but seriously, I mean, if they're coming out on both, don't you prefer to watch it at home?
2: Uh, yes. Unless
1: it's like Star Wars, where you have to go see in the theater. There's some things that I have to see.
2: Yeah, I need it. Uh, yeah, I want the big Dolby. I want it, I want it all. Mm-hmm. Well, I was. Saying, I've said it. I've said it for I think six years on the show to to Lexa Liu. My love when Apple TV came out I said back then I said this is how eventually TV is going to be. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the networks will always be there in some capacity but you're going to you're going to turn on your television and there's going to be a series of buttons. There's going to be a series of apps basically and you're going to be able to click on that app and then yeah. stream what you want. And that's basically where we're at right now. You, you, you and that's I I've said it another dozen times. I rarely come home and turn on cable. No, there I always go to Apple TV.
1: There's not one show that I watch like appointment viewing. No. Through live TV anymore except for the Jason show.
2: Thank you. I was just going to promote my own show and say I <laughs> would still really appreciate you all watching the Jason show Yeah, at 10 a.m. but you know, uh, you very much.
1: like yeah. for instance, dancing with the stars, I don't watch the full show. Clips. I'm too impatient. I just watch nope. clips in the morning.
2: Yep, YouTube. Yep. Mm. Don't forget to watch the Jason show. TV.
1: Yeah, you can watch Jason's show on YouTube. On YouTube clips too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Let's search for Jason Show TV. <laughs> uh, when we come back. Speaking of, uh, this is a good, a good transition here. Speaking of uh, just classic old time television, uh, a show from the old era is back. Not getting great reviews. Plus, Celine Dion. Oh, my little wackadoodle. <laughs> uh, sits down with Andy Cohen. That and more when we return.
0: And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor.
2: From like the 70s or 80s.
0: You've got your sunrise. You caught a prize. You, your mate and your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails. You, your kids and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. (laughs) You and your Johnson. A way of life for over 50 years. (laughs) This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. (laughs) We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show.
2: Hey, Rocco, we're right here. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and uh, Alexis in the morning. I'm I Talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Everything Celine Dion. I'm Jace with uh, Don and Rob on this Tuesday. Coming up on 750. I teased it earlier, uh, and that is good news for Kelly Clarkson. We didn't get to that in the last segment because that New York Times article, I got to tell you, and I should tell you, it's available. Just go to New York, uh, nytimes.com to read all about the shifting The shifting streaming era we're uh, we're living in. So what's uh, what's going on with Kelly Clarkson? Well, good things
1: for Kelly Clarkson. Her show is already renewed for the 2021 season. Oh. Yes. Now, she is syndicated in 100% of the country. Um, And this is sort of an early second season renewal. Um, It's ranked as the top new daytime show. Um, And people are excited to have it come back. Especially what sets her apart from other people is that she does karaoke at the beginning of each show. She opens the show singing and covering someone else's song. And it just proves what an amazing singer she is because there's nothing she can't do.
2: No, uh, very true. And that karaoke is a great bit. It's a great little hook for her.
1: Good for you.
2: Yeah, it is a great. Now I've watched a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Um, I, I I thought that if anyone could pull this off, it could be her because it's very hard to launch a talk show in this era it in is. the post in this post Oprah era that we're in, but. She does it. She she does it well. And the ratings. I look at the ratings. The ratings. Um, she does pretty well. She does pretty well in this market. She does pretty well nationally. So, uh, congratulations. No, I'm I'm curious about Tamron Hall because we don't even get Tamron Hall here. Oh, but I'm curious of if her show is going to survive. Is
1: she competing with her? Is it um, in some time? markets, not okay. not oh, yeah, in some different. markets. Yeah. It's always
2: different. But I forget that. Yeah, yeah, but it it is interesting. I I I'm gonna. I will withhold judgment on the whole shooting match until after season two. Not that it's easy to get a season two pickup, but even if you have halfway decent ratings,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you're going to likely get a season two. It's after that which separates the boys from the men's, yes, the yes. women's from the little girls. So, I mean, like Harry Connick Jr. show. Uh, got a season two pickup. Was it a huge hit? No, uh, but season two is always tricky. It's always very tricky. So um, I, I wish her luck because she's she's killing it so far. So
1: she's you know the few interviews that I've seen her do with people, it just feels like she's one of us asking questions. Yeah. She's very likable and real, and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like she's putting on a persona to you know. She's just like a normal girl asking yes. questions.
2: <laughs> here's a little, uh, if you've never seen Kelly Oakey, here's Kelly doing oh, Uptown yeah. Funk. Here's a good example from yesterday's show. The,
1: the girl, the girl. This hit that ice cold. Michelle, fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls. Straight masterpiece. Silent, wild. Living up in the city. got chucks on with my Saint Laurent. gotta kiss myself I'm so pretty'm too
2: she's so good
1: oh I gotta give a shout out to her backup singers too they are yeah. fantastic and that band is great
2: oh yeah I love her set too mm-hmm. I have set I have set envy no. I love I do I love 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 her set but yeah no that karaoke that's it man that's 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 a nice little Mm -hmm. nice little nugget there that they do. Um, Celine Dion was on. Oh gosh, I just love her. She's so nutty. I said this yesterday. She's so nutty, and she and she's allowed to be because she. You know what I mean? She's um, so. Here is a little. uh, She was on Andy Cohen last night, and uh, they're doing some rapid fire questions, and here's uh, some of that from Watch What Happens Live. That's pretty iconic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, know, yeah, right. you met Princess Diana, you met the Pope, and you sang at Bill Clinton's inauguration. Which public figure uh, <laughs> that you've been with has
0: impressed you the most, would you say? I've had the honor um, of having many artists come to Caesar's Palace to see my performance. Yes. Prince came many times. Really? Oh. Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah, just uh, to name. Has there been a
2: song in your career that you desperately wanted to record but it went to someone else?
0: No, because I would have done it anyway. You would have done it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> any different versions, but you know what? There's one song that I didn't want to record. Which was what? And I'm glad that they didn't listen to me. Which was? My heart will go on. No. It is true. Why? Why didn't you want to record it? I don't know. It didn't. It didn't appeal to me. It didn't appeal to me. I was probably very tired that day. Wow! Know. Very tired. Thank
1: God they didn't. And my listen husband to you. said, "Let's
0: make, let's, let's hold on." Yes. I talked to the writer, and he says, "Let's try to make it like a little demo." And I sang the song once, and they built the orchestra around it. I never re-signed it. Wow! Uh, oh, amazing!
2: What? She sang it without an orchestra. And she
0: sang it
1: once, and then they built the. Or- <sighs> uh, uh, whoa.
2: That is crazy. Well, perfect way to end the 7 o'clock hour right there. A little little, uh, little mic drop, yeah. Um, okay, coming up next, do you buy gifts for people even when they say, no, 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 girl, I don't want anything. No, 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 no please, I don't want anything. That and more when we return.
0: Well, it's a beautiful day.